0: Welcome to wait. Who let's, before we get into that? Who requested this? Let's let me make sure I shout out the correct person. Do we remember who it was? Yeah, um,
1: is? it's a Patreon supporter named Robbie.
0: Robbie, okay, this is for you, Robbie. We are the Something to Say podcast, and um we're here to talk about a a rap figure who is a is a pretty big rap figure that for whatever reason some of us have very little experience with. Uh, We're talking about MF Doom. Robbie wanted to hear us talk about this album called uh, Operation Operation Doomsday. Doomsday. And um, so we all took some time. We listened to this album. And uh, here are some of our initial thoughts.
1: Okay, well, first of all, yo, you get to be the big Rube in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear that because you encountered him pretty, like, earlier than John I, at least.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, because I kind of came in to rap during the blog era, everything underground, all the, the gods you had to know. And MF Doom was just one of the gods. Mm-hmm. And Mad Villainy was his god tier album. I had to hear that album to have rap conversations. You had to know what Matt Bellamy was, so that was my initial introduction to Doom. But I didn't get into Doom until a little bit later. But I just feel like, how did you guys avoid it? You know, being in the rap space, being in the media space, how do you avoid Doom?
1: Well, first of all, I guess like if we're talking about '99. I think I'm getting most of my music by radio and MTV. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neither of which is playing Doom at all. You know, like, I think at that time, my ideas of rap were very much defined by bad boy versus everybody else who was going to get a music video. And MF Doom wasn't in that group. MF Doom wasn't in that group. What about you, Ja?
0: It kind of that same thing. Like, 99 was... I graduated high school in 99 and my freshman year of college was that September, okay? And at that point my my phase of like under loving underground, not even loving it like disliking it but just really paying more attention to underground hip hop was over. Oh, gotcha. I'm I'm listening to Jay Z. I'm listening to Nas. I'm listening and I don't consider any of I'm listening to Biggie. I'm listening to Big L. I'm listening to Wu Tang. I'm listening like I consider all of this. Yeah, it's hardcore, I guess, what you would call some of it would be considered hard like Wu Tang and stuff, but I'm still listening to the mainstream rap. And at this point, this is where I'm learning to mock jam sports also. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> at the same time. I'm laughing at jam sports also during this time. So like a kid that I went to college with named Scott Laney. He was uh he was like a white kid, but he was from like somewhere outside Philly. And he was all about like dilated peoples and the executioners yeah. and all of this shit. And he's telling me how Jay-Z is that pop and this is that real hip hop. And I'm yeah. like, get the fuck out of here, Scott <laughs> Laney. Jay-Z
1: pop. Get <laughs> yeah, like, the fuck
0: out of here, Scott Laney. You're not telling me shit.
1: Oh my God.
0: But at the same time, so I wasn't really I knew there was a conversation about I knew there was an artist name I wasn't totally oblivious right. to him but I just had no interest in the music I guess I, it maybe it was the mask maybe it was in certain things it just it didn't draw me to it and what I was on at the time so I just didn't really care but I think the reason that the first time I remember feeling bad about not knowing about or having any type of deep knowledge about MF Doom was because of Combat Jack because we were riding around New York one day, and he said something about it. And I was like, yeah, I listened listen to that shit. He looked at me like, what?
1: (gasps) (laughs) That's it.
0: Like, what are you talking about? You don't know? I was like, no, I just never, I I know who he is, but I just never listen to that shit. He was like, I'm telling you, you would love MF Doom. Holy shit. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. You said that, I listened to it. And I never listened to it. And, to, and, and listening to this album, it kind of made me sad because I'm like, damn, he loved MF Doom. And we talked about a lot of this rap shit. And we never talked about this album that he loved because I never listened to it.
1: Well, I like to think that he's laughing at you now. Oh, he's
0: definitely laughing at me. Like, right now, in this very moment, he's (laughs) pointing down. There's like a big combat jack finger on top of my head laughing at me hysterically right now. Told you, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Right, right. Yeah, probably saying just that verbatim. Yeah. yeah. A Patreon supporter for you to listen to MF Doom. Yeah, Yeah, and that's the the other thought that I had. I was like, damn, that's probably what he's looking at me like, for real. Like, Like, your man tells you this is a dope album, listen to it. And it took a guy named Robbie to (laughs) put a couple dollars in your pocket for you to listen to this fucking album. Thank you, Robbie, by the
2: way. (laughs) Yeah, thank you,
0: Robbie. I appreciate that. You made the cypher complete.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Robbie made the cipher complete and I'm an asshole. And so today is the day that the Jan sports get to mock me. Oh, Yo.
1: what a day. What
0: a day. Thought it was w- just gonna be Sunday. Thought it was just so gonna be Sunday, <laughs> the day of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the last day of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Little do I know, it's off of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. Thanks, Robbie. So, uh first reaction, Ja. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the album is fucking amazing. I say all that to say the album is incredible. Like just from the opening skit with the
2: samples and like yes. from the, I guess that was from like the show. It's the 1968 Fantastic Four. Right, okay, yeah, that's what I, that's and what I figured. That, with, yeah, listen yeah. to
0: it, I, I, the context I put together was like, this is kind of like Batman with Adam West. You gotta yes. Google it. Right, yeah, yeah, it's that it type of thing. It looks like 1968.
2: I can only imagine. I'm
0: gonna watch YouTube clips later on tonight, for sure. But um, you know, the the intro was dope, and then inside that intro, one of the clips that he used was actually a song that my homie Slim did with Farnsworth Bentley. And when I, as soon as I heard the sample, I was like, oh shit. shit. I don't remember the kid that produced the record, but I was like, I don't wonder, does he know that Doom sampled this also? Because when he, they did this record together was probably 2009, 2010 wow. maybe. And I never heard that sample before. So when I heard it on this album, I said, oh shit. man!" doom knew that this was a <laughs> <Doom> dope sample <laughs> Like doom knew that this was a dope sample he also used this song it probably had no idea that years later my homie and farnsworth bentley would be rapping on Man. the same exact sample i don't know Man. what he would say about that but anyway so yeah that's that's my first reaction to <laughs>
2: this album what about you christina
1: um it was funny was like how much i ended up recognizing it in retrospect Mm -hmm. so like i was telling yo before we hopped on the mic um i listened to a lot of what has been jokingly described as like chill hop lo-fi beats to study and you know play video games to or something you know those youtube live streams that always have like an anime image as like cover art or something like i become that stereotype (laughs) 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 i am the anime girl but what's funny is that i so i gravitate toward those sorts of playlists like whenever i start writing like any given day like monday through friday i'm gonna be bumping something like that and so as I've learned a lot of these playlists include MF Doom instrumentals and so I literally recognize half of the album just from having like done invoicing to it or shit like that I was like oh
0: (laughs) that's what that is. (laughs) I got money to this album.
1: Yes exactly and that's the funny thing about those playlists is that typically because you're having it on in the background you're not like too conscious of it because and you're not necessarily looking to see like who that artist is so It's really nice to get some context for once. (laughs) So it was like, I knew I liked this stuff without even like having realized it. And then of course, you know, it's important to like actually hear this lauded figure for the first time. Uh You know what I mean? To actually encounter, I guess like the origin story of this rap villain. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like that's important.
2: Definitely (laughs) need that context. It's funny when I press play on the album, and hearing his voice, it's a little bit higher than the doom that I know. You know, right? It's a little bit uh, more weighty in the later albums. So instantly, You found the voice later uh, on. Yeah, so I had that context uh. going into it, being familiar with his work, and then seeing this album where it starts because it came out in 1999. Right. And this is after he went on a hiatus from KMD. Mm-hmm. You know, his brother died in a car accident. Right. he was a rapper with, so. It was a hiatus and then it comes back with this mask i mean it's a cartoon cover whole character but you can tell later on he gets more and more doom like but you know on this album is the characters there he's just still finding the voice still finding the flow and it's really just interesting to hear him rap yeah. you know the the a lot of good bars. Like, he has lines. Great, lines great wordplay. Exactly. Great, great
0: one-liners.
2: one-liners. Yeah, and they grab you, too. Like, I've had it playing in the background. I was doing other stuff, and then I would stop and chuckle. I'd mm. stop and be like, ah, that was good one. Right. Like, <laughs> there's a lot to get here. And the Beast, too. Like, it's really nice and warm. It doesn't sound like a supervillain uh, soundtrack. No. no. it's
0: very, no. very hero-y.
2: It's very, <laughs> it's right? hero-y. It's Actually, very yeah. on the bright side of the tone. right. I wasn't mad at it i was like okay because i honestly pressed play thinking it was going to be like Riza beats you know right. something darker you know those type of jump breaks not at all yeah it's just real soulful loops i don't know who produced on this one but i need to i need to find out the producer because yeah. i think like Christina said these beasts are used in playlists now like that's how classic they are you know this these Samples that they use, these type of things. They moved on, you know, years and years and years to the future, where they still exist even without the album. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's funny that you said RZA
0: because in listening to the album, it made me think of so many other rappers in a way of like, damn, like I don't know who what I don't know which of these rappers was actively listening to Doom, but it feels like he's a lot of people's dad.
1: Yes. He used yes. the same thing. Like it feels yes. like he's a lot
0: of people's dad now. Cause when I hear it, mm-hmm. like there's songs where it's like, wow, like you said, this sounds like some Wu-Tang shit. This sound like yeah. I can hear Rizza and Method Man and and Ghost and Ray rapping on this. Mm-hmm. I can hear Q tip rapping on this. I can hear and then but then even faster forward I can say this sounds like some shit Action Bronson would try to do. Nice. This sounds like some shit that um uh, you know or sound like some shit that sean price was already kind of on in that that kind of space and it's like damn this it just gave me a different big pun even big l Mm -hmm. like a lot of this stuff where i'm like damn this dna is running up a lot deeper than i probably even realized going in
1: yeah for sure like i feel like the dna for all those artists are sort of present and i feel like In one way or another, like a lot of those artists, especially the Wu-Tang, probably like informed what was going to ultimately become MF Doom. But then, yeah, as I'm listening to it, I'm even thinking about the um the rap underground that is more prevalent now. Like I'm thinking of an Earl Sweatshirt. I'm yep. thinking of mm-hmm. Mike, who's an even younger artist, but also contributed a lot to Earl Sweatshirt's most recent album, which is even more like DIY and homespun mm-hmm. than even Earl Sweatshirt can be. I'm even thinking of an open Mike Eagle because, and I mean, coincidentally, he and MF Doom c- collaborated on a song on open mic eagles like comedy central show. So I feel like, yeah, like dude has had a ton of sons. And so as I'm listening to him rap and specifically with how he just does like stream of conscious bars as opposed to like hinging it, a song on any particular hook, I'm like, wow. Like you can see how he informed so many of these other independently minded artists to come.
0: Yeah, no, a, a thousand percent and um. It was it, as far as what you were saying about it being, um, I guess, uh, the DIY and homespun. I guess that's the part that made me feel like happy nostalgia. Like, damn, this is some real '90s shit. Uh-huh. And even thinking about the fact that it was '99, in '99, that still that that sound is still super super underground. Yeah, and you know, in 2000, looking at it in 2019, back you know, 20 years ago, it's like, damn. He was doing some shit because, like you said, this sound would have come out with the Earl Sweatshirt, and people are—that's what people love right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and back then, this was a niche thing, right? right. And now, I, mean, I guess you could still call Earl Sweatshirt niche, maybe, but it's way more mainstream to me than it felt like MF Doom was in '99. Facts.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially since you could—you probably only encountered MF Doom's work, if not through the internet, like. They only press like something like 500 or 1,000 copies yeah. of this album. It's really? like, how are you even supposed to get it anyway? In the first yeah, place, place.
2: Right, right. It's almost, it's made for him to be underground, you yeah. know? But if you discover this, this is your shit. You know, yeah. if you find this, it's because you like a lot of stuff that's like it. And this is going to be like your crown jewel. You know, that's what Doom was, like a crown jewel figure for a lot of rap guys that was into underground rap. Like mm. if Doom was your guy. That was the
0: guy to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the other part of it too is that it it made me understand why Combat loved him so much because in listening to it, outside of the fact that you know he's going with the Doom theme and how that kind of relates to the comic books, uh-huh. even literally the way he's rapping, the way the music is, the um, the, what's this? I think there's a song on there called TikTok. Mm-hmm. The T- TikTok. It's like. It's fast and slow every yeah. like two and three seconds he's catching a different part of this beat in and out for like four and a half minutes i'm like that's crazy but it feels like comic book panels right yeah. like, there's time ta- there's times when i heard him say zoix there's times when i heard him say egad there's times when i heard him use these phrases that would be bubbles in yeah. panels and i'm like wow like i get it
2: i totally get it i love that he wrapped up the scooby-doo theme song yeah who's <laughs> <laughs> like come on man like, who does that? Who does that? <laughs> it's like, excuse. And it sounded crazy. It sounds great. <laughs> I would have never thought Scooby-Doo's theme song could sound like that. Nah. You know, and then have a rapper just eat. Yeah. You know? It's those moments where you feel like you're in a cartoon, you feel like you're in a comic book because it's not real. It's not real at all. Yeah, Anything can unreal. happen. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: His arm might turn into a hammer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Something might just randomly go on that you can't explain. Like, wow, how do we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> how we get, but like you said, it's like stream of consciousness. You don't know where it's going to go. It's just, mm-hmm. get on board, losers. We're going right. on <laughs> this <laughs> fucking <laughs> roller coaster. he got a
2: mask like, on and you're still in the car with him. Right. Anything <laughs> can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> and you're down for it. Right. Man.
1: No, I like how you illustrated it as, like, going through, like, a comic book because I guess the other thing to remember is that comic book culture is way different than it is, like, today. Like, today yeah. it is mm. the... You know the basis of like these mainstream ass franchises but i think back then it was still considered like countercultural to some. Like, but like it was a nerd thing it was a nerd it's thing. A, it's, a, it's
0: like that and the the nerds are proud to be represented right now because you know back in that time it was like i'm not reading a no fucking
2: comic book <laughs> right <laughs> when they did the re-release it came with the lunchbox and it's did you like, get one i wish is it a metal lunch Like a tin yeah, lunch so. Oh. But I was like, what's more nerdy than taking your lunch to school? Yeah. You know. But it's a doom lunchbox. lunchbox. It's a doom cool lunchbox. Just stuff. like you would right have like there.
1: a Superman lunchbox. Right. <laughs> Those were yeah. collectibles. Absolutely.
2: Oh. Absolutely. Brand understood. strong. Man. Yeah. Oh my god. I wish more rap releases kinda had something like that where you target your merch based on what the album kind of represents. Or what yeah. your brand is. I mean, yeah, cool. You can press up shirts. That's cool. But show me more. Something a little more personal. Yeah. I think Drake yeah. did
1: an incense holder one time. I wow. think that's on brand. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting, huh? You've been like,
1: <laughs> no. like here we
2: are Those talking men. about MF Doom and she just finds <laughs> no. a
0: way to stab Aubrey. You were waiting for that. An innocent bystander. No. <laughs> The man just wants to be on Instagram with his abs out and no. here you are with the violence. No,
1: because I think this is when I think it must have been for what a time to be alive because I think future has something like what rolling papers or something. And Drake gives you a goddamn incense holder. Did like, he is, really? I'm positive. Wow. I don't know what future gave us.
0: Well, yes, that's on brand.
2: The funny part <laughs> is even if she just made that up, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, hard like, to like, say like, it's like, a lie. It because Drake would give us for, an incense For sure. Like, it it's, a nice, it's a nice incense holder. Right. Like,
0: Engraved with an owl. You were waiting to use that. I was just <laughs>
2: you saw that on Google one day. You was like, "Yep." put this, this just one in my back pocket by my time. It's is this come the time up.
1: to make the comparison to when Arya stabbed that one snowy guy?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, 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 that's fair enough. The one snowy guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the snowy guy is dead. Rest in peace, to the snowy guy. I'm sorry. I'm not even mad at that. That's hilarious.
1: Oh, my God. Um, Funny enough, like MF Doom has an Atlanta connection that I wasn't previously aware of. I heard him
0: mention Atlanta and I rewound it and it was just like a mention of like something down in Atlanta. And I didn't know what the context of that was. But that was interesting. So I was like, really?
1: Yeah. Apparently he debunked a Kennesaw. He lived in Kennesaw for a while. Really? That's, that's wild. Cobb he, County? I would
0: not have expected that. Right. So he de- oh, A masked man
2: in Cobb hey, County? Man, that is not, <laughs> Listen, brother.
0: I don't know if they told you not, but that is not the place to be. <laughs> As a black man with he a mask on. dangerous. That is a very bad idea. I'm glad you were safe, though. You're I'm glad, right. exactly, I'm glad like,
2: like, he got out of he there. He got out of there, and it all worked so out, and somehow. I'm happy for that. Wow. No man. one else tried that. Okay.
0: Talk about rolling the dice. I don't know.
2: Maybe
1: he <laughs> helped pave the way.
0: Maybe so. Maybe, maybe MF know. Doom liberated Cobb County. He maybe was a, <laughs> a, a, a true visionary. A true, true visionary and Maybe that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's like a villain to like the evil white people in Cobb <laughs> County. Maybe that's the mad villainy. I'm not mad at that. If that's the case, then yeah, I'm, I can roll with that. I'm I would have watched that. that TV show for sure. <laughs> I Ter- think you saw terrorizing the uppity <laughs> white people in Cobb <laughs> County with like Republican politician signs and <laughs> <in> everything. <front. laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Every week. every week I'm tuned in for that one yes sir oh my god yes sir
1: yo can you explain what he would do at shows sometimes though because I read this review from a show he did at MJQ I'm very curious
2: it was his legend for the longest and I'm still not exactly sure where it started I think you have the story but if it continued beyond this one show I don't know but it's been a long folklore that MF Doom sends duplicates for shows that if you go to a show, you don't know if it's gonna be him. You know, it could be Mm. a guy in a mask with a microphone. With a
0: great with a great doom voice? No, just with the
2: tell the story.
1: Okay. So apparently at this gig in December two thousand seven. MF Doom is scheduled to perform, but he doesn't go on until twenty minutes before MGQ is supposed to close. So people are irate. It is is 1.40 in the morning. And here MF Doom comes onto stage and he is wearing his mask. However, according to a guy who's like six foot eight and decided to post this review on a GameSpot forum, um MF Doom, in quotation <laughs> marks, held the mic up to his face, but didn't move his mouth throughout the several songs like didn't even like the gripe was that he lip synced but what this guy was trying to tell you was that he didn't even have the courtesy to lip sync
0: i'm just standing there with the mic with audio (laughs) (laughs) what year was this
1: 2007 and the reason why it even got written about was because the promoter ended up posting to myspace that on top of the terrible show the uh, the doorman that MF Doom brought, pocketed all the cash, <laughs> <laughs> but neglected to bring, to take MF Doom's merch with them and back with them. And so the promoter was like, listen, I got all this merch that I'm just gonna give away for free to whoever comes comes and gets it first. In the meantime, here's MF Doom's Chemisol home phone number. Tell them how pissed off you are.
0: Whoa. <sighs> Wow. So damn, so it almost did go left and cop. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Well, I came at him fast. So Jeremiah stole MF Doom's whole style.
2: Correct. Saving, like, fake people up to perform for him. Correct. The whole sauce. Yeah. Damn. The just took all the money. <laughs> just still left the merch. <laughs> like, you can have the shirts. You can have them shirts. Damn, them shirts. Look <laughs> at them shirts. Made bank. I got
0: $600 right. in my pocket. I'm out of here.
1: But that's what's so interesting about the mask, right? Is because I guess, like, by taking on a mask, he made a concerted decision to be like, listen, this ain't even really about me. Like, instead of signing up to be like Diddy, where he's showing up on every signee's music video, Mm. I'm gonna be the complete opposite.
0: Now, here's my question. Do you think that the mask, clearly people who, like, he has a lot of fans, and Doom is like a respected figure, right? So the fans obviously don't give a fuck, but do you think the mask actually helped him? Like it wasn't, was it just a thing that he felt like doing? Not necessarily, I'm not going to call it a gimmick, but was it just a thing that he was as an artist, this is how I want to present it, or did it actually help him in some way with how people perceive his career? And the, was it a mystique of who is doomed? I, that's the conversation I don't think I've, really heard much mm. like, mm-hmm. where it's like the mystique isn't like who is Doom it's just like that's Doom and he has a mask <laughs> and I love this song and who gives a fuck
2: yeah so
0: I just don't I don't
2: know if it ever I just didn't know it was pretty simple right right they didn't make a big deal about how you would dive into the weekend like who was the weekend who was the weekend right around. that was a huge conversation I've never seen that question posed around Doom he he is just Doom right okay. all caps okay, okay. all caps. yeah all caps <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay. But, I, I think the mask help I think a mask helps anyone. I would just imagine if like the Migos came out with the mask and they made all the same albums <laughs> but they in a mask. Would you not be more intrigued by them? Wait, what kind of mask would the Migos
0: have? Like what's the on-brand mask? Would it be uh, like I don't know? One of them has to be like well see they can't if you do Pablo and then he, if I take the mask off and it's like a black guy, is that appropriation? <laughs> like are people gonna be mad? Whoa. If they just all dressed as like... The cartel might be a The cartel might not be... They might Yo, not be really that too imagine
2: tough. Imagine a rap group that dressed like the, the cartel. Like the actual oh my That was their whole brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the cartel. Mm-hmm. The Migos. The Migos. They really yeah. missed the chance to do that. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm just saying, oh, a mask doesn't hurt anyone.
0: Yeah, no. I don't think it hurt anybody. It's so but I, I wonder that just because... I guess I was thinking about Tech 9 and like, yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't, didn't he stop doing the face paint? He stopped doing the face like, paint. Because yeah. he was like, it's just too much at a certain yeah. point in time. Like, sure. Obviously, he was dedicated to it for a very for long, a long time. time. Right, so it's not right. like you can say he gave up on it. Like He sure. rolled the whole thing out. Uh-huh. But the same thing with him. Like I just wonder would this music have been any less successful or viewed any differently with the mask or without the mask? Because it just seems like at a certain point, who gives a fuck? That everybody loves these songs and this shit is amazing. So right. it is what it is. I
1: feel like the mask helped solidify the statement. And I think Thanks. the mask like set the tone for what was to come. So even though, as we've been talking about earlier, this is like a very like approachable album. It doesn't even necessarily sound like an album that a villain would make unless you were of the Adam West era. <laughs> but I think the mask really helped set the tone and distinguish it from like literally all the other faces that you would encounter right, in I the agree. mainstream music. Yeah,
2: that's very true. And then it helped allow the theme of like the comic... Um, samples of the right. TV show and everything about that brand can be seen through that mask mm-hmm. you know yeah. it represents so much of what you hear throughout the album so yeah it was, it's great that he came out with it you know it wasn't something he could have started without a mask and all of a sudden had a mask like no 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 without yeah he yeah, committed yeah. to it very early and it was consistent right. throughout his you know career
1: plus it was like a way to make himself marketable without necessarily having to like appear with any like star power in particular like right nice. before you guys came over i watched an old odd future tour vlog where they meet mf doom for the first time and like post pictures and you know like they're wondering like if that's even him like blah 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 if you like look at him from like the neck down he looks like anybody you could run into at kroger like flat <laughs> shirt like slight pot belly or whatever like you know of average height like or average whatever guy, right Did he just- he looks completely anonymous like, right. literally. But then, like, I think the mass is what sets him apart, though. So then, like, I guess in that sense, it's like, he this is him inhabiting this persona without having to, like... I don't know, where Gucci did the Met Gala or yeah, something. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, So yeah. no, That's that's valid. You know what? <laughs> he could show up dressed like that at the gala, and it would just be it the would be internet. Under, under the, the theme ad. of camp? Completely, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, no, for sure. That's
0: camp. Yeah, he definitely could have showed up like that, and they would probably, probably been on a cover of People magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have had no idea what the fuck is going on. Like,
1: Still better than Gigi Hadid.
0: Well, then and then there's that. <laughs> and then there's that. <laughs> and then there's that part. <laughs> um there was something I was going to say about this album. Um we talked about the samples, we talked about the mask. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I wonder what the conversations were like with Marvel or with the t- TV companies to get him to let them use that the, all those samples. Oh my god. Yeah. I feel like nowadays that they would have made that very hard and he used so many samples that I feel like they must have made it easy. Yeah. Huh
2: interesting i guess i didn't think about the clearance and there's a lot of samples but there's nothing i guess he's not saying anything way you know explicit right so but it's not clean either yeah it's it's definitely not clean i mean
0: i heard i mean now granted this is 1999 right i I heard some shit in there that definitely would not fly (laughs) nowadays in the era that we live in of political correctness (laughs) and and certain things Mm -hmm. but um it just seemed like I said it was. It was a lot of samples like throughout the entire album from these shows, and I'm just thinking to myself. I mean, even though he's not saying anything crazy, people are assholes just to be assholes sometimes when they don't sure. want to clear a sample for whatever reason they have for not clearing it. So yeah. I just I just wondered about that part of it as yeah. far as like I wonder how that worked or or was it just that they respected what he was doing and was like, hey, this is cool, we like yeah. this, we're not even gonna trip. That's like, what I'm
1: saying. So that's what I'm thinking is like, I mean, number one these companies are at a period of time where they're not exactly like the entertainment behemoths that they are today so maybe they're just like really flattered like Mm. oh you thought of us thank you (laughs) but then on the other hand it's like what's interesting about revisiting Operation Doomsday is that this is an album whose legend like built over time and it wasn't like immediate so I think at the time it's like oh here's this indie release that's only gonna press 500 copies like the first time maybe it's not even worth you know charging him anything Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah I can see that Versus like, you know, if uh, if Puff Daddy came knocking on their door, they would
0: be like. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> got it. Right, yeah, yeah. It's all Birdman head runs You've been, been that talking about on. cash money this whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 Let's see yeah, yeah. some of that. You don't write rhymes, you write checks, huh? I write checks. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Well, yeah, I no, overall though, I just, I enjoyed the album a lot. I'll be listening to it. More and more, and then I'm gonna move on to mad villainy so that I can be yes. properly respected in these streets and uh, <laughs> no longer give. Welcome to the team. <laughs> oh, thank you. No I'm so honored. Jan sports the ability to slander me at will because I didn't listen to their fucking hero. <gasps>
1: <laughs> well, listen. Um. As we said in the beginning of this episode, this um, came under special request by a Patreon supporter. So if you go to patreon.com slash something to say, and you're like, hey, I want to be able to dictate what these folks talk about, there is a tier for that. Mm -hmm. So go check that out. And, of course, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please do so. You already know.
0: Yep. We appreciate y'all. And uh, I guess we'll see you the next time somebody puts some money on it. Thank you. Peace.